Podcasts are failing. The harder part is how not to fail. Over 70% of podcasts don't reach even eight episodes on their podcast. So obviously, this is a massive problem. If you haven't been here before, my name is Ryan Sullivan. I'm a podcast coach full-time. I created a podcast launch system that we've used to launch over 100 podcasts now, developing, curating, and creating over 100,000 downloads and millions of views online for ourselves and all of our clients. Today, this is a private webinar that is now being made public for you so you can understand not only how to launch a podcast, because honestly, that's the easier part. The harder part is how not to fail. So that is what we're focusing on here. Make sure to subscribe or follow on that platform that you're listening on right now. That's going to be the best zero cost way to support myself and more importantly, this podcast. Okay, let's jump in. All right, guys. Yeah. So, um, I, we were talking, Paul and I were talking on LinkedIn, kind of going back and forth. Um, you know, I have a, I've done presentation way. I've talked way more about podcasting than I have about business, but he did mention the business angle, um, which I think is important. I definitely want to touch on that. Um, it kind of is all the same, right? So it all pod, not all, um, businesses need podcasts, but all podcasts should act and function like a business. Right. So I just think there's a lot of overlap there. Um, so I'm going to mix it in, right? It's going to be a little bit of both, um, but I'll tell you a little bit about my story first. So basically, I, I used to be a mechanic. That's what I did going in high school. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, community college, got a blue collar job in high school, quit sports, was like, I just want to learn a skill. Um, and kind of through that process, I basically started a podcast. I thought I was going to be <laughs> Joe Rogan, right? I was like, watch Joe Rogan 2016. I'm like, this guy's cool. I could do this, but I was only 19. Really that confidence when you're 19. Um, I'm going to pull up a slide real quick so I can start these slides. But the, the problem that we face here, like, and I, I tell you a little bit about, about my background, but it's really, it's not really the fixture. It's not really that important. Um, what is important is that we all know that podcasts and businesses fail, right? I mean, most of them fail. That's just the numbers, unfortunately. Um, there's a lot of reasons why that does happen. And one of the reasons is most podcasts just aren't that good. And again, I'm going to include, like I said, the business angle and the podcast angle here. Um, but just touching on the podcast angle first, um, they're not that good for a multitude of reasons that I'm going to get into. Um, but I think that this problem is cause for a few reasons. You have, you know, your Joe Rogan's, right? People are going to look at that like I did and be like, oh, I can, that looks so easy, right? And so... When you try, I think emulation is great, right? If you're going to start something, creating a podcast, you know, maybe Zach listened to a few NBA podcasts before that. He was definitely watching SportsCenter, right? And I'm using you as an example because you have a podcast, um, but you're going to try to emulate, right? But if you try to take what somebody else did, each copy of a copy is worse than the thing that came before it, right? So most people try to emulate people that aren't even that good. And so that's at least what I've found after launching over a hundred podcasts for people um, is that this is the problem, but where do we go from there, right? If you want the statistics for my numbers, people, they say 70% of podcasts fail. I think it's more like 90. Um, the reason is on top of the reasons I mentioned, 
um, in terms of people just trying to copy and emulate. It's really just a lack of. It's not that what you're doing isn't working. It's just a lack of a strategy, a consistent angle. Um, you know, if you tried to launch that NBA podcast today, it, it, it may not work, right? There's a time, there's timing to it. Um, there's, there's so many different factors, right? But I always use this for my numbers, people. That the 70% of podcasts that fail, my whole goal is to make sure that they don't fail. There's your Pat Flynn's, there's your Kevin Schmidlin's. These are, you may not know these names, but they're guys in podcasting who will teach you, hey, this is how you launch a podcast. Steps one, two, three, four, five. Um, I flip it. I'm not, a lot of people can teach you how to launch a successful podcast, but my goal is to figure out why they fail and to make sure that yours doesn't fail. And if your podcast doesn't fail, then most likely your business is not going to fail either. But if your podcast fails, then it's going to be even easier for your business to fail. So let me pause there. Is that making sense? All right. I'm a little highly caffeinated. It's Friday. So just so you know, I talk fast. I'm from New Jersey. Moving forward. So in terms of timing, right? Let's look at a couple stats. One stat is podcast launches, meaning the amount of people launching podcasts is going down. But podcast listenership is going up right? So we have this, you can look at that a few different ways. I totally understand. People could say, well, yeah, that's because podcasting isn't easy and, you know, podcasts don't work. And that's why people, they figured out it didn't work and then they stopped. I think it's the opposite. I think that, yes, podcasting is not easy, right? But at the same time, the people, nobody is reading a blog on the treadmill, right? It's just not happening. Nobody's reading your blog really probably at all. Unless it's in a SEO, you know, centered Google search where somebody's typing in that thing and you're the first result. And if, if you've ever been on the internet, you know how hard it is to be on that first page of Google, right? So most likely the things that you're typing, if it's not a Facebook post, if it's not a LinkedIn post, if it's not a caption on your post, they're not going to read it because what are they doing? They're coming home at the end of the day. They're watching Netflix. They're watching high-level YouTube creators. They're watching TikToks on their break at work. They're watching YouTube shorts. They're not reading blogs, right? So the time for podcasting is now. It's not that attention spans are shorter or anything like that. It's the fact, it's really this revolution. People will find, it's an and, not an or, right? It's a podcast and a short form video on TikTok. That's how they find the podcast, right? So I use all these stats um, to make a few different points, but really the main one is like the time is now and it's still early. This is the way that I see it. Like, Zach, you were super early, man. I was like 2018. Um, that, but podcasts at the same time, if we want to look at it from a different perspective, they've been around since 1997, right? So is it early? Is it late? That's an argument you could have is a YouTube video, a podcast. That's an argument you could have. I let people, other people argue about that. Um, but I think from what I've seen and the fact that I've been able to build a business from 2020 to now, helping people launch over a hundred um, if you do it the right way, the time is now to do it. And people don't have the time and day, right? Like from a, from that perspective, it's, we have less and less time to consume these things. From the other side, it's, again, nobody, nobody has the time to listen to just another 
interview show, right? So we have less time, yet the market is showing us that there is an opportunity. And from the business perspective, like I said, I really want to tie this in. I interviewed my clients the other day. They have 60,000 downloads. It's going to come out on Monday, the episode, right? And they said I, they were sending people to somebody else's podcast for, to give their clients prospects information. And those people were buying from that person. So their service was quote unquote, even better, but it didn't matter. It was because that person was making the podcast right? That they develop the know, like, and trust the three factors you need to sell um, faster, right? So anyway, the time is now, at least that's how I look at it. I'll pause here too. Any questions, comments? Is this resonating? All right, cool. Makes a lot of sense. Really good. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it, man. So just a little background. Um, Unfortunately, this is my third iteration of the show. Uh, my first one, I went 220 episodes. Um, and then the second one, different partner, I went like 170. And then this one, we're on like 26 or so. And uh, we, I mean, it, it took a while to get video on both the first two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got both of them up to around 10,000 downloads. Those last two, this one, I mean, nice. I'm a long way long ways from that um and uh i made a little bit of money on both those but i'm still working on making any money here um but with that said i mean i feel like i've leveled up my partners every time um and we started with video on this one um both of my partners i mean have good followings on social media uh, mainly twitter i mean nba twitter is kind of the main spot for it. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out more on Instagram, but I mean, I don't think that's much of a niche for NBA. Um, so it's really just YouTube and then everywhere else, Apple, Spotify. Um, and I'd say 60 to 70% of our downloads are coming from uh, Apple and Spotify right now. Yeah. And so, but you'd say it's social media in terms of the, the driving the new people to the podcast, it would be probably mostly that. Yep, absolutely. Got it. Okay, no, that's great. That's great f- feedback too. And the fact that like you are a podcaster, right? And this is something that I really wanted to touch on here. Like you have to become a podcaster. It's something that you become. It's like you're a surfer, right? If you surf once, you're not really a surfer, right? Like if you have a surfboard and you have a wetsuit and you, you know, go out every summer and you know that's what you do then eventually you become one right but um that you that's a good point to make which is like podcasting is like anything else it is just a habit it's a thing that you do like all the logistical things around it are implied right your marketing your content your production your intro your outro your audio quality your youtube channel all that stuff but none of that stuff matters if you don't release an episode right so that's the thing that I really want to drive home here, which is you have to become, you become this person actually. And that's not, not a lot of the top like podcasters. They're not really talking about that. Right. Um, another benefit though, is the fact that you don't need to nobody who's successful in podcasting. I don't want to say nobody, but 99% of people who are successful in podcasting are not podcasters. They're experts in other things who then applied their methodology to podcasting and then honestly started new. 
They started as a beginner again, didn't think that they knew what they were doing, learned it all, and then became a podcaster, right? So, but that's an even better um, way to start where it's, hey, I'm an expert in this thing. I'm making my life easier. Um, and so here, let me get to your question. So you're probably going to get into this, but what is the split of listens and downloads of your 120 shows between video and non-video? So Zach, are you saying my podcast or the client, like the client's podcast? If he's still here or around. De definitely the client. So of your like mm -hmm. 120 podcasts, what's the split on the average of them? Like oh, yeah. of the so 120. Yeah, it definitely spans the spectrum. Um, I think the biggest show I've worked on is that two, a couple hundred thousand downloads. Um, nothing really in the millions of downloads. Um, but we work with a lot. It's a lot of um, niche podcasts, right? So it's... And I'm, ask, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm asking more. I don't really care the numbers of downloads. I'm sure you got some great shows. But I'm saying like, I'll be like your top shows even. What's the split of um, video versus oh, non-video? Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, so so I'll take our, I guess our kind of on paper our most successful show. It's called Wealth Warehouse. If you want to look it up, it's on the infinite banking concept. Um, I won't go into that. It's a little complicated, um, but hence the reason why they can break it down on the podcast. So they have sixty thousand audio downloads, and I believe about ten or twenty thousand YouTube views. Um, but actually, this is here. I'll pause here for a second. This is something that's really important, right? So let's take Wealth Warehouse. I could just look it up on YouTube too. Um, they just put out their podcast on YouTube. They do a thumbnail. Like this is what we do for them, right? We do the thumbnail. They do the title. They've done 100 episodes. They have 600 subscribers on YouTube and they get 2,000 audio downloads a month. They are not using YouTube to grow. They're using YouTube to place their content there, right? So if they were to create a YouTube strategy, they may have quadruple the amount of views than they have audio downloads, right? But what I'm saying is, this is a good point, And I appreciate that question, because it's the split between audio and video. The second you put it on YouTube, you're doing one of two things. You're creating an opportunity for the same people to watch your podcast, but on YouTube. Or you're using YouTube as a channel for growth to bring people to you. And those are two different things. One has a strategy, and the other one becomes a content archive. So I hope that answers the question. Um, but they're definitely more successful on audio. But again, they're not really trying in turn on video. They're not really trying to gain <laughs> a significant amount of people on um, on the video version. But this year, we're trying to get them to do it. So we'll see if see if that happens, because apparently there's a lot of terrible TikTok content out there on their on their topic. So, um, hey, if you can be the one, be the one. So coming back here, I'll begin sharing again. So, you know, the really what we, the question here is why, right? Like, why are we here? Why are we on this call? Why are we doing these things? Why do we have a business, right? It's, it, it's all going to go way deeper than whatever we can discuss here, right? But number one is build a brand, right? But what does that mean? You can build a business, you can build a multi-million dollar, billion dollar business maybe, and literally never show your face, right? And never create videos, never create podcasts. But for my philosophy, it's, building a brand. If you grow and sell your business, you still have that brand, right? And that's that you own that, right? And your name becomes the company, right? And that never leaves, no matter what company you work for, no matter what company you own or don't own, or you sold or you acquired, it doesn't matter. That 
That's why I'm super bullish on brand. And sure, podcasts can drive revenue. Podcasts can do a ton of marketing related tasks, but also it's a brand play. It's two different personal trainers. One of them has a podcast. They're both in your town. One has a podcast, the other one doesn't. The one who does have a podcast, honestly, no matter how bad it might be, it's just a lot easier for somebody to know, like, and trust them faster, regardless of the amount of money that they're making directly from the podcast. So I'm super bullish on the brand and that's why I'm here. And that's a question you can answer for yourself. Um, what is What does it mean building a brand? Well, I think it means, in my opinion, it means developing an audience. Now, once you have an audience, you if you believe this, then you can have, you have a responsibility in a sense, right? Because now you've told them, you've educated them. So it's your job to bring them down the line. What happens is if take myself, for example, 15,000 followers kind of in that range, I've spent four years building just my LinkedIn, 15, 14,000 on LinkedIn, right? If I didn't have podcasts, these people are not going to wait around forever, right? They're going to start consuming other people. They'll become a diehard of you. But then if you don't give them anything deeper down here at the bottom of that funnel, then they're going to go watch somebody else, right? So I see a lot of people in this, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20,000, 50,000 follower range, um, kind of regardless of the platform, it, it, you can't have that initial hype forever. And I think developing a podcast, an email newsletter with it, that, that's, that's the way to go. Um, and so I kind of start there, right? Start with the brand, start with building an audience. Um, sure, you have to want to do this. And you don't have to do it on LinkedIn. That's what I figured out um, how to do. I figured out how to do it on there before any other platform. Um, so those are really the two goals. That is the why, at least for me. And my goal personally is democratize all podcast knowledge. Um, so essentially just make it easy for people to launch podcasts. And that's kind of my like 10, 15 year vision, just to give you a little context. Um, as we do this, we're making a shift. When we come into business, we are the every man or the every woman, right? We're doing everything. So we're not really business owners. We're self-employed. Even if you take yourself out of the business, you're still self-employed, right? Like you've created a job for yourself, right? So in within those jobs, <laughs> you're also a content creator, right? Um, sure, you can do outbound sales. That's great. Um, you know, maybe you never have to create content, but in the lens of everything I've mentioned today, you're essentially a content creator. What you want to shift to is a business owner, right? So you don't want to make your content creation your full-time job. And that's what podcasts allow you to do is it allows you, people to build trust with you without you even being there, right? Like if I get to, I get two booked calls overnight, right? I wake up in the morning, boom, because they saw my LinkedIn content, maybe watched a podcast episode, maybe a clip, and then they booked that call, right? So I didn't have to sit there and DM them. They came because I put that trust on autopilot and I allowed the content to do it for me. So within this is, well, I've mentioned this a couple of times, the funnel, right? So you wanna go from, imagine this is the funnel, right? You wanna go from controlling the entire funnel to just the top of the funnel. And what I mean by that is you want to have one piece of, content, essentially the podcast, right? In this lens, um, it could be a podcast, could be a anything ongoing. Maybe it is a blog. I don't care. Maybe it's a newsletter. I, I don't know what it is, right? 
but essentially you have this, you create, you spend time creating one thing and then everything circles and revolves around that. So it's long form on audio, right? Shorter form on video optimized for YouTube, pulling the clips from that YouTube video, posting them on LinkedIn and that essentially being the daily content. So you can really control your entire funnel just with something like a podcast. And if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you, right? Like I'm not trying to sell you on podcasting. This is just a way that I think business is going to be done and is done, not even in the present, but also in the future. Um, no matter who your consumer is, no matter who your buyer is, no matter who your prospect is, they want to do this on their own time, right? They don't want you to be shoving things in their face. If they can slowly consume some of your content over time, they're going to want to book that call on their own, right? So that's kind of how I look at this with the funnel. There's a few different types of podcasts I'll go into. I'll kind of do a few sentences on each and that's about it. Um, first one is create podcasts for 99% of the people who aren't buying yet. What this is, is essentially like the beginner, right? You're not interviewing industry leaders and talking about what it's like to be at the top. There is podcasts for that, but that's not this one. That, that's why, hence the first two, right? So you got the leader one, which is like, I want to talk to people at the top because I'm at the top or I'm not at the top and I want to use this to learn from these people. That's not the same as creating a podcast that teaches somebody how to launch their first podcast episode, right? So those are two different things. Um, one of them is me interviewing top podcasters and talking about high-level strategies. And the other one is creating a step-by-step -step guide on how to start your podcast. Two different shows. From there, we have create podcasts that display what you sell in content form. That's essentially like this. This recording will be on my podcast, right? So people will be able to take this forever. And actually, shout out to the people listening to this in my podcast right now in the future. That is one way to do it, right? And so my podcast, I can go into it a little bit, but it has kind of a multitude of things. But essentially, it's why do podcasts fail? How to build your audience? how to monetize it, and then how to create a podcast with diehard fans, right? So right now is an example of this. Then there's just podcasts that are just designed to book calls with your guests. So you research your prospects, you invite them on your podcast. At the end, you go, hey, this might sound crazy, but would you be interested in whatever you're certain, you know, outbound sales director or a fractional marketing guy, whatever it is you sell, right? And people hate that I include this because they think it's like salesy or whatever. If you're just a normal person, people aren't going to care. I know somebody who helps people write books for a living. He had me on his podcast. At the end, he was like, so do you have a book yet? And I stopped him. I was like, hey, man, like this is really good. How many booked, how many clients do you get a year from this? He was like, I do 10 podcast episodes a month and I make an extra hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars a year just from that so all he his podcast needs no downloads it needs no views it needs no audience because all he's doing is interviewing these people bringing them to the booked call six out of the ten that month are going to book a call two out of the ten are going to close and now his podcast is doing multiple six figures i don't do it that way i honestly it just that's just not it doesn't vibe with me um but i'm not going to leave it out that's a way to do it and then you have the Maybe the NBA podcast, Zach, I'm not sure if it's, you would consider it a passion project. Um, but I, listen, I started interviewing rappers. You know, I, I've been making music before I started doing all this stuff. I worked at a music studio, 
noticed that nobody was interviewing these artists, went and performed with all these artists in live shows in New Jersey. And then I created a podcast around it. Um, that's how I got my first five to 10,000 downloads. But it was kind of a means to an end. It was the passion project. Now my podcast gives me drives revenue, right? I make sure everybody who books a call listens to my podcast. Um, and so now it's, it's, it's there for a different purpose, but I didn't do that until I sat down with my team and just figured out like, Hey, we love this. I love the personal mission. I love the passion angle, but I think at this point in time, um, we need this podcast to essentially create business and just educate. Right. So, um, but I don't leave out the personal slash passion project because that's what got me here. So you're probably wondering, maybe you're not, hopefully you are, um, how to do this. And there's a few steps. This is just what, how we do it. So I'm not saying this is how you have to do it. You got to concept your show, right? Meaning, let's look at all the other, like, if I don't, Zach, what's the name of your, uh, the NBA podcast? All, all things NBA. Okay. Perfect. How many other people you think had the idea for all things NBA, right? Like probably a few others. Listen, I thought I had a unique podcast. Idea. A lot. Yeah. A lot. You want to know who stole my podcast name? Kids Bop. Do you guys know Kids Bop? Heard of that. Yeah. Kids Bop is like, they take famous songs and then they have kids sing them and then kids listen <laughs> to them. My podcast was called Bopcast. So, cause my rap name is Sully Bop. So I was like, Bop cast. Cool. A guest gave me the name last year. Kids Bop, Kids Bop has 3 million subscribers and I have a thousand. Like, what am I going to do? Right? So in, in hour one, in call one, in step one, when we work with podcasters, we're going to do that analysis. And if I want to start all things NBA, a quick Spotify search tells me that Zach and his guys have it. Okay, perfect, right? But we took that time to, now we're going to make it the everyday NBA show. Okay, right? There you go. Similar vibe and pretty, still pretty, still broad enough, um, but we're not going to steal that podcast name, right? Number two, here's how a podcast works. People see your content on social media. They, they see a comment or something, maybe a post, they click follow. Then they see 5, 8, 12, 16, 23, 47 of your posts. And one day they click that link for your podcast because you put it in the comments or whatever, right? Or you promoted it that day and they finally click. Once they click, the first thing they're going to judge is the artwork, right? Because that's all they can see. They can't see the podcast. They're going to listen to it, but all they can see is the artwork. Then they're going to click play. The second they click play, they're going to judge you on the first 30 seconds. It's called the recency effect, right? Like it's basically, it's recency, primacy. It's essentially psychology, right? That's why TikTok works so well. That's why the first three seconds of the video matters. So in step two, that's what we help people to do, right? We're going to essentially plan this out so that when somebody does arrive on it, it's, they're essentially guaranteed to click. And then when they do click, they hear an extremely concise clear, accurate, and professional introduction that leads them into the podcast. Number three is distribution. Where does this, all of this content go? We got to get on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, all the things, right? So that's part of our process. Not only telling you where to go, setting it up for you, and also teaching you the differences. Again, posting on YouTube without editing is different than using YouTube 
as a lever for growth. Four is promotion, right? We need eyeballs on this. If you go the social media route, I have friends who do podcast SEO. It's two times more expensive than my service. They guarantee you results. I don't even know how they do it. I use organic social. They use podcast SEO. We both have good results, right? So it's just a matter of what promotional tech technique are, gonna, are you going to use? And then finally, the launch of the podcast. Um, that is the biggest thing. And obviously, the podcast will evolve. Mine has changed three times too, right? So, but we need to launch it to make sure everybody in our ecosystem just knows that it exists. The difference for one of my clients was either probably 10 downloads or she ended up getting 500 downloads in the first five days. And I interviewed her so she can uh, tell us how she did this. But essentially, she just built a lot of hype. She was on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, letting her audience know, hey, I have something coming. Can't tell you what it is yet, right? And slowly dripping it out to that audience so then they're waiting for it. And at that point, it doesn't really matter how good it is because they've just been waiting for it. So they're just excited to see it. Right. So sure. If the rock launches a podcast tomorrow, it will be successful because it's impossible for it not to, but we can, if we launch a podcast, we can at least guarantee that the people that know us are going to consume it. And so that's why the launch is so important. So let me see if I got anything else. I got a couple more things here, Paul, but I'm just probably going to leave them if they, if, if I can leave you guys with this presentation, because I have a couple more things in here. Um, but I definitely want to get to like just questions and kind of opening that up. Um, listen, I'll, I'll end on this. I'll end on this slide, right? So there's a few things we can do. We can keep doing what we're doing now. If it's working, it's working. All right, keep doing it. Or we can evolve and change. Like in life, there's only those options, right? And so it's not that you have to start a podcast, right? Like in this case, Paul, actually, this is a great way to do it, right? Because you let me do the talking, right? Like he can sit there and be the host. And then, but also for me, this is going on my podcast too. So it's a symbiotic relationship, right? So you don't have to create an entire brand tomorrow. It's just, if you do different things, you will get different results. And it could be a podcast. It could be a newsletter. I'm not sure. But either way, there's still eight-year-old YouTubers making way more money than us. So let's try to do something, right? So that's it. That's all I got. Uh, how, how are you simplifying the process of getting your content out across other channels to drive viewership? Like for me, I'm super niche, right? Like mm -hmm. in my space, there's nobody really doing it. Um, very few, but so I'm trying to kind of start something new with it. Um, but trying to get the viewership and the downloads and stuff is like non-existent. So, well, what channel are you using now? Uh, I just started my own. Uh, it's literally just my business name and then, uh, uh, helping you navigate senior care. Well, I would say, um, oh yeah. So I did want to tell you this too. I have a friend, he owns a company called Carevocacy, which take, which helps like, he, like, uh, college students help senior citizens and he trains like senior citizens on how to use technology. So, um, let me oh. make sure I get your info, I'll connect you with him. Cause I feel like you guys are doing something similar. Um, mm -hmm. my question would be then like, is there one social media platform that you use the most? Mm -hmm. Uh, LinkedIn probably. Okay. So I would say like, what is your goal? What would you want? My question, because to answer it, I got to ask him a few questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What would your, what's your goal on LinkedIn? Like, what do you want LinkedIn to be doing for you? And is that happening? 
uh, get interest in, in people sending me referrals. I am starting to get people like message me like, hey, you know, like this is literally Paul. Like he needed some help with his grandmother and stuff, right? Yep. So it's like, yeah, we're, you know, trying to help her out. And so um, I'm now starting to people say like, oh, I like what you're doing and how you're helping seniors and stuff like that, right? So um, so it's starting to work for sure. It's just yeah. LinkedIn's a little bit slower of uh, an engagement than like Facebook and stuff, right? Yeah, no, okay. That makes sense. What I, I mean, the way that I look at it with LinkedIn is I create content that I know will work on there. So if I create a text post about here's, I don't know, five ways to start on video, start creating videos, right? Then I'll create a podcast episode with the same name, title it different for YouTube, but then I'll, I know I'll be able to cut clips of that video and add that as a post on LinkedIn. And then boom, now the podcast is working the same way my text posts are working. So I don't look at it as how do I maximize viewership on all these platforms? I go, which platform is working and how do I make the podcast work for that platform? So you just adapt mm -hmm. to what's already working. That's at least yeah. how I would do it. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, No, you got it. Um, and if you need, obviously, guys, connect with me. I'm very accessible. Um, I talk about this shit all day, so. Hey, Ryan, is there a, a frequency of podcasts that you suggest? You know, like, what, what's the length of time you should give your audience, you know, until your next podcast? Because yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so um, it's an it depends answer. It's kind of like how long should it be as long as it needs to be to, you know, do what it needs to do to achieve your goal. But in terms of uh, release structure, I think minimum um, monthly is kind of is a little bit slow. I would say biweekly or weekly. Um, I mean, it's just we can look at all the examples. I'll just use my clients, for example. They've done 100 episodes in a row. It's 100 weeks in a row. They're successful you know, it works for them, I'm saying. So I think that's kind of your average is like once a week, but don't feel like you have to. Like what I always say is do what is sustainable. If you can do once per month and that's all you can do, then just start there. You can always ramp up um, later. So start where you could start would be my answer. What's your thoughts on um, ad revenue as you're just getting going? Um, like one strategy that's worked for me is include like all of the social channels that's going into it. And then um, pitching that you can um, create a social post for them as well on those channels. Uh, but yeah, any ad revenue suggestions are appreciated. Yeah. So, I mean, how I'm doing it is I have a much bigger like visibility or like, I guess, um, brand on LinkedIn. So I'm using, I'm partnering with companies to promote them on my LinkedIn. So I'm getting paid to do that first before I go ahead and try to get sponsors for the podcast, just because if they don't understand that 50 downloads on a podcast is equally as effective as 3000 views on LinkedIn, then they're, they just, they're not going to get it. Right. So at least for what I'm doing personally with my own show is I'm getting paid just to promote companies to my audience. And then eventually I'll roll that into the podcast. Um, but there, yeah, in terms of monetization, it's the easiest way is just affiliates. I think also the way you're doing it is good. I mean, why not, right? Like if a company is willing to pay you, say a clothing brand is willing to pay you, they have, they have vintage NBA clothing, right? 
if they're willing to pay you $25 an episode or $5 an episode or $250 an episode, just start where you could start. And then if the downloads go up, then next year you go, hey, I know you were paying us 50 an episode. Now it's going up to 100 because we doubled our downloads or whatever, right? So I just explain it like that. Like, again, start where you can start. And um, I'm going more, like I said, the brand partnership route um, before I go into you know, monetizing the podcast with sponsors. Cause you're also diluting it too. Right. So you got to think about that. Um, that's why I only sell my own services off my podcasts. Cause it's like, it's hard to get people to even do that. Right. Great question though. So what, what are everybody wants to know? <laughs> How do I make money with this thing? Hey, Ryan. Um, so I guess twofold, I, we did a, my sister-in-law, I did a podcast for, uh, 52, episodes at least in a row 52 we we did it for a full year and um it just became so much work on the back end like i didn't even do the editing but she she took care of the editing and it was like my job was to get the guests um number one if if i were to do it again i would want somebody to kind of like i just want to go hit record do the interview have fun with it and then move on somebody else gets it out there um that or i've been thinking Maybe the better angle is just to try to be a guest on different podcasts and save myself the live work. Any thoughts on either of those situations? Yeah, I think bringing your audience with you is, you know, in terms of like, if you were trying to use a podcast as a, to drive sales, right? Like being a guest is probably not going to be the most consistent way to do it. But I would say being a guest is kind of like, one to 3% of the work. And yet I would say 50% of the, of the, um, you know, results. Right. And because I've made sales off of doing calls like this, I didn't even try. Like it's just people afterwards just being like, Hey, uh, I think I'm, I, I love what you said. Like, I'm just looking to launch a podcast. Let's talk. They've built that no like, and trust with me. So I also have that case study in terms of like, I've sold as much off guest podcasts as I have on my own. So what I do is the and where it's like, I do mine and I guessed, but if you were to do, no, if you, if your options were do nothing or guest, yes, try to be a guest. Um, not enough time today, but I definitely have ways to do that. I also have a script that I use. Um, I've made multiple posts about it. So um, yeah, I can include that too, but yeah. Great, yeah. Cool. If you could, strategy. yeah, I'd be interested in that. That'd be great. Yeah, I got a script 100%. Um, and it's essentially like a, po- I'll just send you the post. And the post just goes through, how you, how does this actually work? Like you kind of just quickly to touch on it. Don't cold pitch if you can avoid it. Add podcast hosts on LinkedIn, comment on their shit or whatever platform you use. And just be around and just build a genuine relationship. Ask them how they're doing. Hey, I love your, I love this episode on this. And then down the line, if they don't ask you to be on, just be like, hey, this is what I do find the gap in their content that they're not providing and you be the solution and make it so easy for them. Right? Like Paul didn't really have to do much today. Like I came on in terms of like legwork behind the scenes, like he has to set this all up and get the people here, but I can just come on and spit the content. So if you can be that for somebody, um, and then you post you being a guest podcasts are going to start to reach out to you. Love it. Great idea. Great way of doing it. Appreciate it. Anybody else got anything? Well, uh, Ryan, I really enjoyed this. Thank you for being on today. I think it was really good. We'll have a few people watching the recording too. 
Um, so if anybody wants to reach out to Ryan, his information's in there. I'll also send this out. Um, and I have his contact too, if anybody uh, wants to, to reach out. But otherwise, thanks, Ryan. And everybody have a great weekend. Appreciate it. Thanks, Paul. Ryan R. Sullivan on LinkedIn as well, if you want to add me. Um, just Ryan Sullivan with the R. I think I got the SEO on that, though. So hit me, add me. Um, we'll talk. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. And uh, Good deal. Thanks, I'll Ryan. Toss this up. You got it. See you guys. Appreciate it, man. Have a great day. Hey, you made it to the end of this podcast. That means you are primed and ready to go to launch your own podcast at this point, if you haven't yet. If you are ready to do that, I have a link in every single description of every single podcast episode or YouTube video that I have available right now. So on this podcast you're listening to, in the show notes or description, you'll see a link to book a call with me. We can talk for 30 minutes free of charge, and we'll just go through your entire podcast strategy to make sure you're ready to launch. Go ahead and hit that link now if you're ready to take on podcasting and make this a massive part of your strategy for 2024.